Okay, we're going to start uh, Sivvav tonight. Page Pei Aleph. <coughs> I told over uh, Maisa right before Mayrav tonight. Um, I think you were here, uh, Avi. Um, there's they need a little few people wondering afterwards. It, it's a it's the number one thing you got to be a virus and cure before you start. I was uh, trying to mind my own business, make a deposit in the bank a few hours ago. You know, some people make a deposit in the bank, it takes them 10 seconds. For me, it's a 20 minute affair. So I walked in, and a guy comes over to me and says, You know, I really like that hat. Where can I get one? So I turned around and said, What? And he says, Oh, excuse me, I'm Jewish. Okay. Uh, so I said, Okay, pleased to meet you. Oh, it's your name. He gave me his name. He said, that's a really nice hat. Where can I get one? So I said, well, if you're interested in coming for Shabbos, I, I, can, I can buy you one. You can you know, come to shul. I didn't miss it. This is like Kirov 101. I couldn't resist the opportunity. Um, and, uh, and he said, uh, and you should know, normally I ask this first, but I was so caught off guard by his enthusiasm that he's Jewish and he likes a black hat. That this, that's the Pintalier, if you love a black hat. So... Um, so he said, he said, really? I said, you fit right in. You just put a hat on. You, you come in, no one's going to know the difference. Uh, you can come for Shabbos. So he said, yearly, what time is sundown? So I said, it's around, you know, 5 o'clock, whatever. I said, how long is it last? About 25 hours. He said, really? He said, well, how about the services? I said, well, it depends which ones. You have, you have one in the morning, three hours. You have one night the night before for an hour. He said, I'll take the hour. So I said, I don't want to explain to me. can't really, well, if you take the hour, where is he driving afterwards? But we didn't get that. that, that that's a side problem. Um, uh, so I said, well, uh, but I finally recovered like 30 seconds later. I said, well, you, you, know, you mentioned you were Jewish. Uh, where are you from? So he said, well, really, my father was Jewish. My mother wasn't. It, it's, I, I didn't have a chance. Normally, I find that out first. I would have saved myself a few minutes. Um, so it's extremely important to be a virus. What I mentioned before, Meyer, is there are shittas that hold. This is a chiddush nifla, but a lot of places come held of it. They, they tell me Rabbi Yashav held to the concept. We have a, a, a din that if you're Jewish, you're 100% Jewish. If you're not Jewish, you're zero. There's no half Jewish, eighth Jewish, quarter Jewish. There is no such thing. And um, Kedem went after the father. After Matan goes after the mother. And never the twain shall meet. And uh, he tells me, right after he tells me his father was Jewish, he unbuttons his button. And this is the middle of, middle of going in a chase branch, in the middle of... Uh, <laughs> and he unbuttons his button, and he shows me he's wearing a cross and a mug and oven. Kid you not? As I'm doing, it, I didn't ask him for any rise. He starts. He said, "Well, I'm only half Jewish." He starts unbuttoning his button. So um, this time, the whole bank is watching. <laughs> Strange. Uh, and uh, and I told him, I said, "I believe you." He says, "Yeah." He says, "I usually go to church, but this past Yom Kippur, I went to the Reform Temple. It was very interesting." They don't ask too many questions over there, unfortunately. Uh, so at this point, I realized that I got to sort of backtrack on the invitation. So I tried to start telling him how long the services are. And even the one enough for the hour at night, it's really not really an hour. It actually takes me two hours to get home, which it does. Uh, and I started telling him that you really got to stay for the whole thing. And then he started losing interest. There are, um, there are shittas that hold that by Geras, when you push somebody away, which is a chief to do, a number of times. They come and they ask, and you start to talk them out of it. And they come back, you try to talk them out of it again, and then there's a long, long syllabus, and you know, they hope they get discouraged. They don't want somebody who can't handle it, being Megayar, finding out later. Believe it or not, there's Sheikhs that hold, Rabbi Yoshev and others, that if he had a Jewish father, there's a concept called Zeri Yisrael. It's a Chiddush Nifla. There's no remez of this. This is almost like a, 
like a hashkafa. That now here the next part very important because I say this for the for the video and for the thing. There, there are a few messiahs of what Rabbi Yeshev meant, um, and, I, and I haven't gotten clear from any talmidim. That either means it's still a chiddush either way that you don't have to push them away as much. You could be slightly encouraging, or it means it's almost like a cure of moment. You should mamish encourage. I don't think it's the latter personally. I think it's dailanu lechidusha the first part. You don't have to push away as much. Nafkamina is this guy in the bank, because I, I would, if I'd find out clearly his father was Jewish. Uh, he told me his, he told me he sounded like he was pretty sure his father was Jewish. He told me he even asked the galach hashayla. This is wild. He was in church and they were bidding for something. He tells me, you know, in the Catholic Church, everything's really about money. This is what he's telling me. It's a question of how much you can bid. I don't want to tell him that we sometimes auction off things also, but it's really only once a year. I don't want to get into that. Um, so he told me that he wanted to buy something in honor of his father who passed away recently. So he went and asked the Galach, can I buy something for my father? He was Jewish. And the Galach told him, he says, no problem, we take anybody's money. The Galach told him, I kid you not, that's what he told him. <laughs> all going on before I have yet to make my deposit. Um, and, um, and he told me that he was pretty convinced that his father was Jewish. Shaila is, is there any union of having over Shabbos? I don't think there's, even in Rabbi Yoshev, I don't think he meant that. I think it's Shaila how much you have to discourage. That, that's what I think. I'm still trying to be a There's one Talmud uh, who was involved in the other Gairis that I didn't get to yet that I, I plan to get to uh, soon to be a at that point. But I think the whole thing's a Kiddush in the first place. And I know that the Rapes can move vehemently disagree with the whole concept. They say, if he's not Jewish, why should there be an Indian like this? Anyway, I finally got rid of him. And one of the managers came over to me and says, you know, I really apologize. We have a lot of very unusual people hanging around here sometimes. The manager, <laughs> he saw I was like a little bit on the fire. So I said, no, it was actually a very conversation, you know, interesting conversation. I didn't want to tell him it would be good for sheer, but I thought it was um, fascinating. The guy, there was something somewhere there. He was, um, he was mamish into it. I'm not sure what exactly uh, made him tick, but it was, uh, it was a fascinating what. So I told him actually, I told actually the manager was asking me afterwards, what was with the hat? So so I said, this is an Italian make, and it's used to sell to all people. Now it only sells to Orthodox Jews. Actually, it sells to Orthodox Jews in one other ethnic group, but I don't want to go there. So it's uh, <laughs> just uh, focused on the Orthodox Jews. Uh, and, uh, and I said, it's quite expensive, and this guy who was talking to me didn't look like he can afford it. The bank manager said, he can't. <laughs> so we left it at that. Uh, he almost popped out. I said, it's like over $200. Everybody says, $200 for a hat? I explained to him it's not the hat, it's the uh, symbol and the whatever. <laughs> we take hats seriously. Anyway, I thought it was pretty interesting. All that was a simple deposit in a bank, and uh, you never know what happens. Uh, I can never figure out how they know I'm Jewish. They always find me in the crowd. Uh, but uh, it was quite, quite fascinating. Okay, Sivov. I am thinking of it strongly now. <laughs> it would be... Uh, then if somebody starts talking to me over the phone, then I know I'm really in big trouble. So, uh, okay. Sivov. As I mentioned to you last night, you've got to really concentrate. Vav, Zion, Ches, and Tes. We're going to get into the nitty-gritty of how to make Bishri Yisrael, or how to make Bishri Lakum. And you have to concentrate. Well, you always concentrate. But I'm going to have to do uh, interweaving Chazar as we go along. So don't panic if you lose me, because I'm going to be Chazar over some of the points to build it up. Okay? So with that said, let's start Sivov on page Pei Aleph. The million dollar question here is going to be, we know that the Yid has to do something. 
That something is going to be totally in a very, very wide machlekes the machab of the Ramah, which I alluded to already. The Ramah is going to hold that a simple toothpick and lighting the fire and things like that, maybe even for a pile will be okay. Right now we're in the machaber, so let's ignore that for a moment. Let's ignore for the Ashkenazim. We're in the machaber. Machaber holds that the yid has to be heavy duty involved to have Bishi Yisrael. How heavy? We're going to see soon. But the machaber starts describing, it sounds like from the first line, that it's not so heavy. And that's what could be misleading uh, until you learn it up like you should learn about Beis Yasef. A little bit, a little bit at the beginning, a little bit at the end. Mutter, lafichach. Im, next page. The guy put the food on the fire. Fire was on already. The uh, fact that the Jew lit the fire is good according to the Ramah, but that doesn't help according to the Machaber. So it's irrelevant who lit the fire. The guy put it on, either put the Basar in the Gadeira or put the Gadeira on the fire. Then the Yid comes over, and you've got to save this dish here, because if you don't save the day, it's going to be Bishalakim. Right now, the guy started off. So the Yid comes over, next page, Hafach Yisrael Babasar, he flips it around a little bit, or he gets a Gadeira and he starts mixing. Aishahigis, the Gisa, I'll show you later, should be Hiniach, or the Yid put it on. The Gamra of the flip side. The Yid started, and the guy finishes. Either way, you could start, the guy could finish, I mean, you could put it on the fire, and the guy could mix, or the guy could put it on the fire, and the it can mix, either one is okay. Okay. Um, we'll leave the, the parentheses for much later, because we have to get a lot of information first. Go back to page Pei Aleph. Go down to Sivkat Nunches. Let's skip around from time to time for brevity and clarity. Sometimes they go together. Nunches. Uh, if you read this the way we just read it, it sounds like Again, if you remember of Milcha Shabbos, there was a gangster by the name of Ben Dusai, and he used to always be on the run because he was running from the police. And he used to steal things and buy steaks, but he never really enjoyed them that much because he was always on the run. So he had to cook them very quickly, enough they should be just edible, and hence the, I don't know what schluss this guy has. I don't know if he's Jewish even, by the way. I always say Bugsy Siegel, but I don't even know if the guy was Jewish. He was a well-known gangster, and, uh, and he cooked his thing partially enough to be barely edible. How much is that cooking? So it's Machlegis Rahman. Rashi, whether it's a third or whether it's a half. Let's go with a third now, but we're in Hilchus Bishalakum. It might be a cool later on. We'll get to that. Uh, but let's assume it's a third cooked. Right, this past Shabbos, somebody in Shul came over to me again. I get the Shaila every, every couple of months. Um, he uh, checked the chont this morning. Interesting. Uh, usually, Yeshiva guys read the chont last Shabbos. He came to me. He says he took it off this morning to taste it. And now, he came before davening, so he must have been up really early learning. Fine. Uh, like, you know, five in the morning, whatever it is. And he, um, he took it off, and he tasted the beans. And the beans were a bit crunchy. Edible but crunchy, and he put it back. And then he came to shul a few hours later. We walked to shul. He realized, wait a second, was I allowed to put that back? The answer is no. If something is not a vushal called tzarka, you can't put it back in the blech, even if you had adibiyada daitel here and a blech. And he forgot that. He realized he forgot. What is that? The chon, the whole chon with the with the with the crunchy beans. No, no, that's not the problem. 98% of the crunchy beans, yeah, which were not fully cooked. What? 
What difference does it make? It doesn't make it why it wasn't cooked. The beans were country. That means it's Ma'acham Adesai. He said, I didn't break his tooth. It wasn't not cooked. It was Ma'acham Adesai. That was his assessment. What? What difference does it make? It's good for you, the art of cooking. It's, not, it's, not, it's irrelevant for the Shiloh. There's, there's no more water that's going to be there, so it's not, it's not going to get any more cooked. It's, that it wasn't. it's even worse. <laughs> you can't put it back in the black unless it's fully cooked. You're saying it's going to get... I don't know if that was the case. It sounds like he wasn't worried about that. I know he wasn't worried. I'll get to the Hemshach of the Shaila. Uh, I'm not, that's an interesting thing you're raising anyway. If it's going to get more burnt, what'd you do wrong? It's going to burnt to a Chris. Okay, that wasn't the Shaila because you'll see what he came and asked. He realized right away, first he came over, did I, did I do something wrong? He thought it was. And I said, yes, that was wrong. You could put it back on the blech if you have the conditions and a daitel or the biyadai. If it's Mavusha Kotzach, even if it's Mastamic V'yafalo, which is always the case, because if it was Mastamic V'radlo, it would be burning, like your suggestion. So Mastamic V'yafalo is mutter, to put it back. But it was Mastamic V'yafalo, it was barely one-third cooked. When I've cooked, it's Macham and side, and he put it back, which was Be'eser. So he wants to know, is it mutter B'achilom? So I said, well, there, there are two things you should be asking. Is it mutter B'achilom? But there's this thing before that, and that is you really should take it off. Because right now, you did a Chazar B'eser, and, and the Chazar B'eser continues every second it's there. So he says, should I go home? I wasn't ready to send him home because I was afraid by the time he get home it would be Mavushal Kotzach already anyway. It wasn't, I, otherwise, I would have thought about it. And he said, sure, it was a quarter to nine. He asked me to shout right before sure. I didn't send him home because he, he, this happened at four in the morning or whenever it happened. It was probably was by now. But I said, just so you should know, if you ever do this business, you should really take it off. This is fascinating. We, I think we covered this uh, last year. Uh, if you did a Shia incorrectly, it's raw, which means it's like muksa, And it's Shabbos already. And you just realized it. What should you do? So on the one hand, you have muksa. So you're going to do kumvase and this darbon on muksa by picking it up. On the other hand, you have a continuing yisr of an illegal shihiyah, which is ongoing. We don't look at it like that. We look at it, well, I did the yisr once, and that's it. No, no, it's a, as it says, it's an ongoing yisr. So chazni shazes, it might be better to do the yisr darbon on kumvase and lift it up rather than have the ongoing shihiyah. That's a big sugya. The rice says, you remember the case that we shall talk about with the, with the cutting of the day for the chayla, where you can take one branch and five dates and then two branches, how many mice is, how many, it's a complicated chayla. Uh, and over here, you're doing a maisa, you're doing a maisa versus uh, an ongoing yisab b'shev al-tasa. But it is muksa here, it wasn't muksa, but by the time he asked me the chayla, it's probably fully cooked. That's the answer chayla number one. Chayla number two, is it now also b'achilah, so uh, I told him that there, uh, you probably should need it because I, I, I wasn't thousand convinced it was even Macham Desai. He thought it was. There were other Vegas here. But if you're really sure it's Macham Desai already, the Be'alach has a cooler based on Prima Godim that if you did any Isser that would Aser because of Maisa Shabbos B'dievid, if it's a Machlekes Rishayinim, it doesn't Aser B'dievid. And we all know that if you cook something from zero to Macham Desai, there's a Machlekes Rishayinim where there's any Isser going from Macham Desai to Mavushal Kol Tzarko. And half the Risham holds no Isser at all. So even though we are machmer, we do not take things from 33% to 100, but midday machlik is lal yatsa, mamela, there's what to be sa'am acham at the evid. This is not an uncommon shayla, yeah. Before, after, what? There's two issues. Before Shabbos is a Shiloh of Shehir. Chazar, by definition, is when it was on the fire already and you're, you're putting it back. So he, he had it on before Shabbos. And well, that, 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 what he did was Minister Chazar. It was cooked before Shabbos, he put it in the fridge? 
You put it back on Shabbos? That's a that's a Shia Shia Khadasha, that's also awesome. Everything here is a machlokes. Everything here is machlokes, but it's it, it's it's not relevant over here what you label it as. It's certainly also something that was often in the fridge to do a new placement. We'll call it on the blech on Shabbos is going to be a problem. No, Chaznish wasn't even suggesting a shini. He was assuming that you couldn't do it with a shini. We have a big pot. Yeah, I could do that with shini. Probably worse. Taking out a plug is, is either keyboy or stira, according to the Chaznish, for electricity, if closing a circuit is binyan, taking it out is stira. That is a malacha shayin sikh lagufa, according to the Chaznish, on a daraisa. It's probably more severe than muksa. It is more severe. Oh, so, oh, so we're going to be somewhere from the Chaznish that it might be. I'm not saying, we're I'll tell you a secret. Uh, we, we never got to this in Hilcha Shabbos. We get a, everybody quotes, I should say misquotes, Rishlam Azalman. That it's not a total misquote, but that might be more damaging. Shlomo Zaman is the maker of the sugi of electricity, and he, he has he has chalufa mikdash with the Chaznish, By the way, in in the Mechashlam, he brings down his letters and the letters back from the Chaznish. He wrote a sefer as a very young man on electricity. Well, the first farmer of his kind, Shlomo Zaman, before he knew he, the Chaznish's position on it. And in his sefer, he held that if it's closed electricity, meaning wiring that doesn't get hot, doesn't get red hot, he held that was an isdurabonim, whatever you want to call it. And a burning filament or wiring that gets hot, coil or something like that, that would be a derise of Avar. When he, when he found out that the Chaznish held, besides those problems which Chaznish agrees with, it's also Binyan, which Chaznish holds as Binyan, Shlomo Zalman thought it wasn't because why is it Binyan? It's made to work like that. So open and close, open and close, open and close. So that's like a doorway. And the Chaznish held, no, you're, you're taking a wire that's dead right now and infusing electricity. That's a new Binyan Mikhadish. And that's like considered Takeya by Binyan Mikhailin, which, which can be a derisa. I, I If you didn't follow that, I oversimplified that. But that's the Machlekes. But Shlomo Zaman himself writes that when he heard that the Chaznish held like that, he suggested to other people since then uh, that an ever change of position, that one should be machmer for the Chaznish and treat it as a possible derisa. <coughs> that part is not quoted. Everybody says, from Zaman says it's Dorban, it's Pasha, it's not Pasha. Not Pasha, first of all, because Chaznish holds Zichah derisa, Ramesha says in the Tshuva about microphones, that's Lashash derisa, Rabbi Yosef holds derisa, there are more Peskim held even close electricity as derisa. There are a million and one nafkaminus to this Shaila. Because whenever you deal with opening fridges and all those complicated shayls, which are Shomaz Amin's make along for a different reason. In the back of his mind, I'm convinced he probably holds his more noted to the Rabbanon. And with that, he says, opening the fridge is a shayl of a psikration of Gromo, a suffix psikration, which is a chalik suffix in the Taz anyway. And therefore, he's make and it's easy to be make on that shayl when you have in the back of your mind, there might not be derice anyway, but it's close electricity. But Shomaz Amin's position, for the record, is he says you should machmer for the Chaznish and try to treat it as the Raisa when you can. Just want to. Somebody asked me about this recently. It is. It's a little annoying that people misquote. Shlomo Zama says in the truth, but this is not a any 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 revision. Uh, so so getting back to your thing, Akiva, pulling out a plug according to Chaznish is stira, which is the rabbanon because it's not stira manas livnus. In fact, you might plug it in later. It's not stira manas livnus. I'm pulling it out to put it back in. At some malachah transitive, malachah transitive lagufa as the rabbanons go is the most serious high level rabbanon that you're going to get in a rabbanon. Muksa. I believe is much lower, and if you had a choice between the two, I would say. Uh, and by the way, just to add, the plug is also muksa. So you'd be over a muksa and malachah shen sechugufa. You wouldn't gain much. Yeah, but yeah, I, I 
then the shayla would become, if you could pull it out, would a malacha shayla gufa kalachaya be better than muksa nachalachaya? That's, oh, okay. Okay, that, that might be a little closer. That, that, that you'd have to clear. But, uh, but Lamaisa Chaznish didn't say that. Could be he just assumed we're talking about a pot, and if he's not holding a chon pot, that's hot. Kalachaya can be dangerous, you know. Well, it's interesting. By regular Maisa Shabbos, so I, I, Maisa Shabbos is, is complicated. By regular Maisa Shabbos, um, you would get the impression that the Tzad Lahoka would be this normally also, if you did a Beshoigig, first of all, if you did a Beshoigig, the Gro holds, the Beshoigig, there is no Kanas. We don't pass like the, the Gro holds like Rameir. So we don't pass like the Gro Lachatchila, the Mishabur. The regular Psak is that it's also on Shabbos for everybody. Ben Loi, Ben Lacherm. Matzi Shabbos is Mutter for everybody else. It's also. Um, it's also for him if he did it for Mezid. Shagig, the Grub holds, there's no way to on Shabbos at all, period. So, Bamakam have so you can rely on the Grub. Mishabur says that himself. Mm-hmm. Says, but the problem is, is that the regular rules of Maisa Shabbos don't apply to Shein Chazar. We're more Machmer by Shein Chazar because they needed more physic. <laughs> and even Bashagig, we're Machmer. For well, we're Machmer for yourself, for Achairim, probably not. The problem is. Yeah, the problem is the problem is the acherim. The problem of this is the acherim. If the lady of the house did it, many pests can say the, whole, the rest of the people are not acherim because the lady of the house is charged the cooking. She's supposed to be doing this. If you had a guest that went and did it, who had no rishus to, to be tampering, and then that, then no papu, but only also for them. And what about with this boy? I'm assuming he's not the person charged with cooking. I'm just curious. The man, the guy who asked me the shaila. Yeah. The, the man sounds like he wasn't charged with the cooking. Also, oh, he, he asked the rest of his family. I, the tzad would be that if he's in charge, then it might become Azar. That's already a further Mahlegas. Uh, but yeah, so in a nutshell, that's the, uh, we're out of time already, but that, that, that's the, uh, the reason we got onto this, we got two lines into this, is the Machem and the Sai, keep in mind for our Sugiyam, is one third of one half cooked. And in Hilcha Shabbos, it might be finished, it's a Mahlegas Over here, it's going to make a huge difference. Where does Bishel stop? that the guy can't do any more damage to make it the Bishalakam after his Bishal Yisrael. That's what we're going to get into tomorrow night, but we just started, so Mitzvah Shem will uh, continue that. Is there a 